Hey, 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 everybody. This is John Henning, the host of Top Dog Radio. This podcast is focused on small business growth. And in our current series, we're talking with top dogs in the real estate, mortgage, and insurance industries. My goal with this podcast is to help you generate more leads, close more business, and increase your commission checks. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and six other outlets, all listed at topdogradio.com. Visit topdogradio.com and listen in here while we interview another top dog. All right, everybody, we're here with Kristen Andre. Kristen, thank you so much for joining us today on Top Dog Radio. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Good deal. You have so much energy. We we're just talking for a couple of minutes. You got me excited about today's episode. So um, I always like to start with a little bit about you before we get into the business stuff and start talking about all of that type of stuff. I just want to talk about, about Kristen Andre. Can you just give us a one or two minute overview of who are you? Who am I? That's, that's a, a loaded question. Well, like you said, I've got a lot of energy, so I've never been, um, never been told that I'm a little, little quiet. So I'd say, you know, me as a person, as a strategist, as everything I do, I'm just somebody who loves what they do, loves helping people scale business and stand out and be different. You know, my, my background's actually in finance. I was an advisor and a managing director with a large financial services company for years and, you know, love the career, but just had this passion to step out and really help people on a broader scale. So it gave me an opportunity to really work beyond finance, work with a lot of different people and, and help them figure out what, what life should look like, you know, personally, professionally, financially, everything. So I am, you know, I'm a business strategist, a speaker, an author, but I'm also a mom. I do martial arts. So we've got a lot of, a lot of things all rolled into one, but I think that's, that's really what life's about, isn't it? Just taking all the adventures and the experiences and putting them all together. You know, I saw that. Is it, is, am I correct? Is it second degree black belt? I am. Yeah, I'm a little out of practice though. I think my, <laughs> my, my daughter who's, who outranks me now would probably argue that, uh, I need to need to quit saying that unless I start practicing a little bit more. But yeah, second degree black belt. All right, good deal. So don't mess with Kristen. I'm telling you. That's right. Now tell us a little bit about your business. You know, what types of services do you provide? Who are you mostly working with? Um, Give us give us like an overview on on what you do professionally. Yeah. So my my business it's a coaching and consulting firm, and I typically tell people I'm a strategy and accountability girl. So I offer private and group coaching. My clients tend to be a lot in the financial space. So a lot of financial advisors, a lot of uh, insurance folks, and, and a lot of people in professional services. So your uh, attorneys, accountants, mortgage, insurance, realtors, all that type of stuff. So anybody that's providing a service to people, my business is really to coach them on how to scale it. So the, the tagline I use with a lot of people is step up, stand out, and scale. Because I want people to grow their businesses in a way that's authentic to them. So I do a lot of very individualized coaching with my private clients, but I also, you know, have a podcast, I do speaking and we develop a ton of online content and courses. And we have a great online community called Success Blueprint, where if I can't get to everybody to coach them privately, we've got some resources where we can really touch people at all different levels of their businesses. That's great. I love one of the words you use there, the scale. It's, it's one of the things that I talk with, with our folks a lot in what I do is, is talking about scalability and, you know, what can you put in place? I'm a big systems and processes guy. Like that's kind of what gets yeah. me going. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, I love systems and processes and duplicatability and, you know, uh, you know, scalability and stuff like that. But let me ask you, what is it that really excites you? Like what gets you going in your business? Why do you do what you do? What, what gets your engine running? You know, what, what made me launch the firm is really what gets me going is when I had my financial practice in our office, I had a, a good practice. I mean, it was good. The office was doing great. You'd look at it and say, why would you leave? But honestly, I've got to the point where I got more excited when the advisors I was working with and developing, when they hit their goals and they executed on their plan than I did in my own practice. So it really, you know, I'm an empowerment person, but I like to figure things out. So I had an opportunity in launching the firm to combine the empowerment that I love so much with strategy. And that, that's what gets me excited because if I can take somebody and work with them to grow and just see them step into what they really could be doing and you know, really enjoying their life way more than they would, that gets me going. That's my energy for sure. Is this a good spot where we can insert the you're not for everyone book that we were talking about because I was reading through the first couple of lines on that and some of that kind of fits right into what you were you were just saying about you know their growth and and focusing on them and stuff like that can you tell us a little bit about about the book you released back here in July. Yeah, so the You're Not For Everyone book. It's funny. It's my second book and that one and my prior one both came out of I don't want to say frustration, but it was when I work with clients and I keep hearing the same challenges and the same stumbling, you know, roadblocks and stumbles with all of them. That's when I start trying to solve it and come up with a book. So that's what you're not for everyone is. One of the things I found in my own practice and with, I mean, to a person, everyone I coach is that part of what's holding them back is that they're trying to be all things to all people. Right. And I need to have them, you know, help them step back and realize not everyone's your person and that is perfectly okay. Now the subtitle of the book is, but you can be for everyone. So my expectation is you're going to love on everyone and be kind and be a good human and give back. But as far as your life and your business, you're not for everyone. So we really try to figure out whether it's personal or professional, who are your people? Mm-hmm. You know, who are the, who's the target market you're serving? Who's really getting you excited to do work with? Because let's face it, if we spend a lot of time at work, you know, some 20 hours a week, some 80 hours a week, we've got we've to make sure we're doing that with people who bring us energy or it just gets tedious. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. You know, you stole my thunder on my next question. You don't even realize my next question was, what are the biggest challenges that your clients face on a regular basis? I swear to you, that was the oh, next question. It's psychic. Oh I forgot to mention I was psychic. No, I'm just <laughs> That's great. Now, look, there's a lot of coaches and consultants out there, right? You know, I spent a lot of time on LinkedIn and, yeah. and I saw you have got your profile updated on there, but you know, what really differentiates you from the other hundreds or even thousands of people out there in your space what is your what was your phrase you used here that we were talking about before the show about with being intentional or which one no no your unique fire oh my unique fire yeah so here's what i'm big on unique fires i don't know if it's a real word i keep telling now we said it we said it on top dog radio it's a real word now we got it now we're gonna (laughs) put it in the dictionary but that's one of the the main keynotes i do is finding your unique fire because what i've seen people do and i was guilty of this myself when I was first starting out in business is they try again, all things to all people, but they try to be exactly the same as everybody is. You know, we go through whatever education or training and we're taught to just do, do life and do business very cookie cutter. 
And right. cookie cutter just isn't fun. So, you know, what differentiates me, my uniqueifier is I'm not cookie cutter. I'm going to work with people to figure out what works for them. Because if you can get your personality and your strengths, I'm a huge proponent of finding your strengths. If you can get those engaged in your business, you're going to grow. I mean, you can't not. You're working in an area that you love. So, you know, the uniqueifier is what I work on with clients, but my own uniqueifier, there's tons of coaches out there, gazillions of them. I have a, I'm in a study group with a ton of coaches, but here's what I'll say. All of us are different. We may do the same type of work. Some of my biggest referral sources are other coaches and I'm, I'm theirs because, you know, going back to the, you're not for everyone, right. my style of coaching and what I work on may not be, it's not right for everybody. So if somebody comes to me for coaching and I'm not a fit, I'm going to tell them, Hey, I don't know that I'm the best one for you, but here's another coach I want you to reach out to. Cause I think he'd be fantastic. So I if, you know, part of my strength is, I'm very upfront. I don't, I don't have a filter. You know, that filter we're born with, mine is broken. So I just say what I think from a, a point of abundance and a point of like really wanting to pour into people. So it, it helps because it allows me to really engage with the clients I choose to work with and vice versa. One thing you just mentioned there right at the very end, I'd like to highlight to the folks that are listening here, even if it's almost a scenario where they need to go back and re-listen to that last part of what you said, the, the folks you choose to work with. So you don't have to be everything to everyone and everyone doesn't have to be um, the, the person for you. We, you were talking about a little bit about this right before the show about uh, folks finding their people and you mentioned it a couple of times here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, can you share just a quick story about something that you helped a client with that was extra special or someone that required a little extra attention, something that you did for them or with them that really made an impact on their life or their business? Sure, sure. I mean, and, and it's so critical and I'll give you an example, but I, I work mostly with service professionals. So if you're selling hot dogs, you're not really as picky on who comes and buys your hot dogs. But if you're engaging with somebody and offering a professional service, you typically are, are interacting with them for more than the 10 seconds it takes them to purchase something from you. Right. You like a hot dog. So it's, you, you really want to dive in. You know, one of my clients, this, I, I've got so many really good stories, but the one that's sticking out as you asked that question is I just, I had one guy that I worked with. He's a financial advisor. He had been in the business probably about five or six years when we started working together, had a phenomenal practice. So it was not, he wasn't struggling. He just was ready to scale. And when I sat him down and we always look at people's calendars because I want to know how they're spending their time and I want to know who they're spending it with. And when we sat at his calendar, my, you know, we went through, we had identified who his target market was, who his ideal prospect was. But when we looked at his calendar, I said, now, now that you've told me who your ideal person is, tell me how many I'm on your calendar. Mm -hmm. And he didn't have any. And then when I said, tell me, look back at your calendar again, who's draining you? And there were probably six or seven people on his calendar that week that he's like, oh, I really don't want to go see this person. Well, those aren't your people. And if so many professionals spend time taking whoever will do business with them, that business just becomes exhausting because they haven't taken the step. So what we really did with him is we just got him very intentional around the people that gave him energy. And what was cool is his business doubled, like more than doubled. He's, you know, this was a few years ago when we started working together. He's scaled it several times now, but he's working less hours. 
He has four children under the age of seven. So he is able to spend a lot, which I don't know how he does that, but he's able to spend a lot more time with his family. So not only did it increase his revenue, his quality of life just got better. He wasn't exhausted. He wasn't drained from doing his job. One of the things I, one of the words, and that, that's kind of the way my mind thinks is I'm picking up all these little pieces of, of nuggets that you're dropping out there. And one of the words that really just struck me in the, in the section you just went through was the intentional part. Okay. That is, that um, is my word of the year. Yeah, it was my word of, of the year last year and I loved it so much. I kept it again. <laughs> I love it. It's one of my favorite words. Um, a lot of folks are accidental business people, right? You yep. know, and, and they, they're really good at what they do and they're good with people. And then they accidentally form this business or this firm or this practice or brokerage or whatever it is that they're doing. Um, and I want to talk to you because you didn't accidentally get to be the top dog in your space. So how long did it take you to get to where you're at today? Um, what did you do over the past, you know, 10 or 15 years to get to where you are at the top of the dog pile? You know, it's interesting. I am. Um... I'm very achievement oriented. So I always, when I was in finance and everything, I wanted to win the awards and I wanted to be on stage and I wanted to be recognized. So I, I am recognition driven. So I always would strive for that top. But I think what, what's helping me scale now and help more people and broaden my reach is that I, I truly love what I'm doing, like love what I'm doing. And I couldn't say that when I was still had a financial practice. So I honestly think if more people found their strengths, what they're truly innately good at, and combine that with kind of what they love, what they're passionate about, what breaks their heart, whatever it is, you combine those two things, you'll be the top dog. Anybody would, because I think we're all put here with gifts. Our challenge is we just don't always use them. What would you say to somebody that's out there listening to the podcast right now that's thinking about using a performance coach, maybe had never really thought about using someone before working with anybody? Um, what would you say to them? Like, what are the, the top two or three things you might discuss with them on the first call? Like, give us an idea of, of what you would talk with them about, you know, if they, if they got on the phone and actually talked with you. Yeah, there's, there's several things because before I take anybody on as a private client, because I limit my private clients, I won't take more than 20. I've gone up to 25, but I like about 20 at a time a year. Mm -hmm. um, and I always interview them first and let them interview me. I tell them no questions off limits, ask me whatever. First right. and foremost, look for a personality fit. So that's going to, if you're going to, my private clients, I talk with them an hour twice a month. So we are very engaged and they're ca we're calling and texting in between just to keep the momentum going. So you've got to like whoever you're working with. So if the personality or the style doesn't clash, that's first and foremost. That's why I was saying sometimes people come to me and they're not a fit. I'm, I'm very laid back. I'm a little sarcastic and I love to have fun. So if somebody is uber serious, uber studious, I'm not going to be the fit for them. But if somebody is, you know, enjoys life, wants to have fun, type A, you know, just that type of person, those are my people all day long. So the first thing, that's what I would look at is, is what the personality fit. The second thing is you've got to ask yourself if you think you're coachable. Because right. occasionally when I do these interviews, somebody will come to me and I'll ask them to tell me about their business and tell me where they'd like to take it. And I'll toss out a few strategies when I'm on this introductory call. I'll say, hey, you know, have you thought about this? And I'll give them for free just some, here's some ideas. And I can tell by the way they respond whether or not I feel they're coachable. Sure. Um, because sometimes they'll just push back, push back, push back. And that means they're probably not as open to coaching as they think. So that's the discussion we have. So 
you know, the question to yourself, if you're looking for a performance coach, me or anybody else is, am I going to listen to them? Am I going to take the advice and the feedback? Because if you're not, you've got to be really clear with yourself because you're going to need to try the things they're recommending. That's why you're hiring them. If not, if you're not coachable, it's not worth investing in. So those well, are probably the two, the two biggest ones. I hate to use one of the world's oldest cliches, but what do you get if you keep doing things the same way over and over and over again? Exactly. Right? I said that yes on the show yesterday and in, in Santa, it's true, but so many people live there and then they can blame, mm-hmm. you know, the blame thing is another one, not just not being coachable, but if you're blaming a lot of external circumstances, I mean, yep. when I haven't hit my goals, it's squarely on me. You know, my clients, we're in the middle of a pandemic now. My clients are up right now. Most of their businesses are doing really well. Did we have a rough couple of months? Yep. Did we have to readjust and try some new strategies? Absolutely. But the fact that they stuck with it and didn't blame everything else is why they're growing. I love it. I love it. you got to take ownership of it and, uh, and look forward. I mean, we can only control what we can control, right? There's a couple of different ways to look at it, but, you know, controlling, uh, you know, what happens or how we respond to what happens is, is right. the key, right? And that's one of my pillars of coaching. I always say control the controllables. Yeah. So if you don't, if there is, and I say this to my kids all the time, I have three kids, but if there is nothing you can control at all about the situation, I don't need you to spend a second worrying about it or thinking about it or obsessing over it because you can't change it. So let's focus, let's control the controllables. Anything else we have to, we'd be mad about them, but if we stay stuck there, the business can't scale. Yeah, that's, I, I hate to go back to it because we talked about it in the beginning, but scalability, I think is where, where a lot of folks are, are missing out on and, you know, leveraging and, and using that scale if, if their business is set up for that. Um, I think that's really one of the key things here for me that I got. Now, I want to talk a little bit about um, your own podcast. You've got your own podcast called The Renew Podcast, and your, your tagline is Reclaim Your Life Without Losing Your Edge. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What, you know, tell us about The Renew Podcast itself, and you know, where did you, what, what's the purpose or, or vision behind that, that tagline, Reclaim Your Life Without Losing Your Edge? You know, we, I'd have had a podcast for about two and a half years. And just this past month, we rebranded it. Cause as if I look back in all the content that we've had in the podcast that I've had in my speaking engagements, the book, everything, it keeps culminating into this intentionality, which is why I said, I mean, it was my word in 2019. I kept it again in 2020, but 2019, my intentionality was around personal and relationships and friends and family, where 2020, the intentionality was around my business. And, you know, as I started looking and wanting to retool the, the podcast to help people, because it's definitely a personal and professional development based podcast, I wanted some structure to it. And when I was thinking about the renew, it's just a way to look at the areas of your life. We don't need to radically change everything we're doing. We don't need to start from scratch. We just need to renew a few different pieces. But the not losing your edge piece is I want you to reclaim all the parts of you that you lost, but I still want you to be you. Like I'm, I'm a big personality. I'm, you know, I, I like to have fun. I'm loud. My kids will tell you I'm loud, but it, I don't want to lose myself in all of it. So the renew came, um, I just had a milestone birthday. And so that's honestly where it was born is I want to help other people figure out the things that it took me 50 years to figure out. So each month we have a new theme. This, this month is renew your mindset. One of the months we're doing renew your finances, renew your business, renew your relationships. We've got 12 months of content around all these different areas of your life that 
our hope is through myself and the guests that we bring in, we're helping people really create what they want as opposed to just staying on that hamster wheel and defaulting into life. I like it. I like it a lot. Thank you for explaining that. And it makes so much sense now that you've explained that uh, when you look back at the content and, you know, the, the rebranding with the renew, I love being able to, to talk to folks about focusing in on making a few small, renewing a few small things and, and still uh, maintaining your own, you know, personality. I love that a lot. Now, there's a lot of different ways out there on the internet today. What, what would the the easiest way or what would you prefer? How would you prefer folks uh, contact you if they wanted to chat or, you know, read some of your materials or listen in? What, what are the best um, channels for folks to reach you online? Well, I am, I'm easy to find online. I'm a social media junkie. So I love it, but I am, again, I'm intentional around it, but I love engaging with people. So the best ways to get me, we have, a, I have a Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, everything. All of my handles are Andre Group and it's A-N-D-R-E-E. -E, so two E's, Andre Group. Um, Facebook and Instagram, I'm probably on the most. Um, I'm on Twitter, but it, you, it's a rabbit hole on Twitter. So I, I love to engage. I answer every comment. Um, I, I do it. I do the comments and everything like that myself. So I don't have my team kind of speaking for me because I want to get to know people. But we also on our Facebook page, I put tons of free resources and content and all kind of stuff. So I love people to jump on, download our stuff. My website is also Andre Group and we've got tons of resources and free stuff on there as well. So those are the best ways to grab me. All right. So on Facebook, as you mentioned that a couple of times, it's Andre Group. That's what they should search for on Facebook. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Good deal with two E's, two E's, Andre two Group. E's and Andre, yeah. And the book actually has its own little Facebook page. We're building a cute little community there. For the, it's, it's you're not for everyone and it's kind of fun because we get to post some sassy little quotes and people are, have been sharing their experiences of what they're liking from the book so that's been a lot of fun to kind of hear people's thoughts and where can folks uh, grab a copy of that book is that an amazon published book or are you yeah we're how on amazon that? absolutely yeah? okay good absolutely. deal you're not for everyone and folks uh, Kristen, thank you so much. Kristen Andre, uh, you heard it here on Top Dog Radio. And thank you so much, Kristen. I appreciate your time and sharing that information with our folks. I'm sure they're going to get some nuggets out of it. I've been here. I don't know if you can hear the pen going, but I've been make, making notes <laughs> myself here during the episode. So I really appreciate your time and jumping in here with us. And thank That's you so awesome. much. Yeah, thanks, John, for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening in to yet another episode of Top Dog Radio. This podcast is focused on small business growth, and we love interviewing top dogs. If you're a top dog in your market or you know someone that is that would make a great person to be interviewed on our podcast, please reach out to me or have them reach out to me. My cell phone is 484 942-6383. You can call or text. You can email me at john at topdogradio.com. Or find me on LinkedIn, search for John Henning, and Facebook, search for John Henning as well. Thank you so much, and don't forget to visit us at topdogradio.com for other episodes.